KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, May 15th. How data is being used to determine environmental risk. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher is set to resign at 5 p.m. today. He was accused of sexual assault and sexual harassment in a lawsuit filed in March. Political analyst Carl Luna explains what this means for District 4. Where it leaves the people in that district is without representation until such time a special election can be held. Then you've got to go through the two-step primary and then uh, general, and it's going to take months to get somebody into that seat. The primary for the special election will be held on August 15th. Fletcher's staff says his office will remain open and they will continue working to serve District 4 constituents while voters decide who should fill the seat. The Roman Catholic Diocese of San Diego last week announced it plans to file for bankruptcy in November. According to the San Diego Union-Tribune, this comes as the diocese faces lawsuits from more than 430 people who say they were sexually abused by its clergy in the past. The lawsuits will be settled as part of the bankruptcy. This will be the second time the diocese filed for bankruptcy. At that time, it settled nearly 150 claims of sexual abuse. San Diegans under 18 can still ride public transit for free. Sandag announced late last week the extension of the Youth Opportunity Pass as one of the projects it's funding in the upcoming fiscal year. With the pass, those under 18 can ride the bus, trolley, coaster, and sprinter for free. County Board of Supervisors Chairwoman Nora Vargas said the program removes barriers for youth so they can have access to education, work, and recreational activities. She also said she's working towards expanding the program to those 24 and under. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. California is celebrating the 10th anniversary of a groundbreaking data tool that has helped focus cleanup efforts in many of the state's disadvantaged communities. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says San Diego portside communities have benefited. Barrio Logan is one of the state's most polluted areas, with residents there carrying some of California's heaviest health burdens. The residents know that in large part because of Cal EnviroScreen. The California Secretary for Environmental Protection, Yana Garcia, says that's the state's visual tool for measuring which census tracts suffer the most. It gives us a real sense of how people are experiencing the environment in their real day-to-day lives. Garcia says the database organizes seemingly disparate bits of information, housing costs, emergency room visits, and air pollution, to name a few. Altogether, that information can gauge the environmental risk in a specific region. San Diego's Environmental Health Coalition played a key role in developing and improving the tool over the past decade. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. 
The San Diego region got its second filling station for hydrogen fuel cell cars last week. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge visited the Mission Valley station. Pramod Patil locks a hydrogen pump onto his Toyota Mirai for a fill-up. It's just like using a gas pump and only takes a couple of minutes to refuel. He's at a mobile station on Mission Center Road, which now has four hydrogen pumps. Patil says his car is comfortable and its only emission is water. We are all concerned about the global warming and we have seen the impact that it makes. So the tiny thing that you make towards making things uh, environment friendly is it's good to have that feeling also. So first off, they're damn fun cars to drive. Keith Malone is a spokesman for California's Hydrogen Fuel Cell Partnership. He said their goal is to have 1,000 fuel cell filling stations in California by 2035. And the California Air Resources Board is planning for a future for hydrogen cars. What are we going to need to get to 100% zero emission cars by 2045? And they realize that probably about 20 to 25% of the market is going to be fuel cell cars. The fuel cell partnership estimates there are about 15,000 hydrogen cars on California roads. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. The National Park Service last month abruptly pulled the plug on a pair of webcams operated by the popular San Diego webcam YouTube channel. Park officials say security concerns raised by the Navy are the cause, but the camera's operator isn't buying that and says a near-miss incident caught on camera last year led to the decision. Military reporter Andrew Dyer has more. It's absurd. This is all absurd. Barry Barami is not happy. The cloud architect is the administrator of the San Diego webcam, a YouTube channel that live streams San Diego Bay. Last month, officials at Cabrillo National Monument in Point Loma disconnected two webcams Barami installed a decade ago. Barami says he installed the cameras in an arrangement with the park. He was allowed to mount and operate the cameras, and he provided Wi-Fi service to park guests. Now, Naval Criminal Investigative Services, or NCIS, says that the cameras were a security concern, claiming they broadcasted military activity on Naval Air Station North Island and Naval Base Point Loma. The Park Service says that after reviewing those concerns, it decided it did not have authority to continue to authorize them. The San Diego webcam is not live streaming anything that people can't already see. Barami says the move amounts to censorship. Well, you know, when the government starts censoring um, a very public view, I think that everybody should be concerned. Back in November, Barami's cameras were rolling when two Navy warships almost collided at a narrow point in the bay. The ships had to take evasive maneuvers to avoid the collision. Barami's cameras were unplugged last month, the day before the Navy released its investigation into that incident. Actions he thinks are connected. It's not for security, and it's no coincidence that after 10 years, they cut it off a day before the report came out. I mean, give me a break. This has been an issue uh, in numerous cases. That's David Loy, the legal director of the First Amendment Coalition, a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that advocates for government transparency. The First Amendment guarantees the press and public the right to record, observe, and report on anything that occurs in a public place. So if the government has secrets to keep, it needs to keep them secret. It cannot tell the press and public that you may not film or record or observe uh, matters 
that the government it's, itself exposes to the full view of the public. I'd like to see that camera get turned back on um, so that we can see our families and, and our children and other people's children and celebrate with them when their families come in. Belinda Taylor lives in Virginia and her son serves on a San Diego based ship. Taylor and her family were unable to come to San Diego to greet her son when returning from deployment. She says she found the San Diego webcam after the Cabrillo fees were cut and is disappointed she wasn't able to watch her son's ship come into the bay. None of us can really go out there to, to see him. So having that camera gives us that opportunity to see him. Even if we can't see him, it's like being there when we, even though we can't be there. And laying eyes on him or on his ship when he's been on the other side of the world really gave us a sense of feeling that he's home. Asked if these newly raised security concerns would impact public access to the park or visitors' ability to take pictures and video, the National Park Service says it has no further comment. Barami says he already has plans to mount even more cameras locally and is also developing an app to let anyone livestream from the park with their phones. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. Coming up, our KPBS arts reporter joins me to talk about the Comic-Con Museum's new exhibit, Trino's World. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. A new park recently opened in San Marcos. North County reporter Alexander Wynn says it took nearly 20 years for it to happen. For years, South Lake sat behind a locked fence and was inaccessible to the public. Now, it's been turned into a beautiful 10-acre park filled with wildflowers and animals. It's been fenced off for years, and so there's a vast quantity of wildlife in the area. We just had a, a vulture fly over us. Chris Robbins is the conservation supervisor for the Vallecitos Water District. The man-made South Lake was used as the reservoir for the district for many years until it was decommissioned in 1984. In 2005, San Marcos entered into an agreement with the water district to turn the lake into a park. But the state canceled the redevelopment funds in 2010 because of a budget deficit stymieing the project for years. The park finally opened last month, though a bit less grand than the city had envisioned. There is no boat dock, for example, but there is a 1.2-mile trail around the lake for visitors to enjoy. Alexander Nguyen, KPPS News. Comic-Con Museum just opened Trino's World. The exhibition showcases one of the most popular and celebrated cartoonists in Mexico, José Trinidad Camacho, better known as Trino. KPBS arts reporter Beth Alcamando just visited the new exhibit. So, Beth, 
Tell us about it. Sure. So this is a bi-national collaboration between the Comic-Con Museum and the Consulate General of Mexico in San Diego. And this is a first for the museum. And the exhibit showcases the work of cartoonist Jose Trinidad Camacho, who, as you said, works under the more recognizable name of Trino. Comic-Con has given him their Inkpot Award for his contribution to cartooning. This exhibit has sketches, watercolors, comic panels, and objects from his 40-year-plus career. And if people aren't familiar with his work, his cartooning looks a little bit like Simpsons creator Matt Groening, but his humor's a little bit like the strips Wizard of Id or Hagar the Horrible. He has a lot of American pop culture in his strips, like the Avengers and Star Wars, but his work's also deeply rooted in Mexican pop culture. I understand part of that culture that's on display in his art is luchadores, or Mexican wrestlers. Yes, so it's kind of interesting that luchador culture figures prominently in two stories I'm doing. There's an immersive theater piece coming out called La Lucha. But when I went to the Trino's World exhibit, I had William Noriccio with me because I wanted to get some context for Trino's work. Noriccio is a professor here at San Diego State University, where he also works in their comic studies program. And he's the author of Text Mixed, Seductive Hallucinations of Mexicans in America. And here's what he shared about Lucha Libre in Mexico. Mexican wrestling in Mexico is like opera for the working class. Working class people who've worked a hard week wanting to do something on a Thursday night, a Friday night, a Saturday night, and they go to the fights. They go to the, the wrestling fights. As Roland Bart pointed out in his landmark work mythology, the fakery of wrestling is what appeals to people. They know it's fake. They know it's rigged. They're there for the exaggeration. They're there for the clowns, for the spectacle, for the violence, too. People, I mean, since, you know, someone, the first human laughed when the other human slipped over on a banana peel, we like to laugh at these things. And Beth Trino has created his own luchador character called El Santos. Yes, and you have to make sure you say El Santos because the character is an homage or a callback to the famous real Mexican luchador El Santo, whose family is not too happy about Trino's raunchy creation. The exhibit has some panels featuring El Santos, plus a wonderful pen and ink character study of him in various emotional states that Noriccio really admired. These are loose lines drawn quickly, but that have terrific expression. The angst is all in the eyes. It's the most basic and simple of cartoon renderings, and yet there's a poignance to it. There's, a, there's almost a, a power in the a pleading in the eyes. You wonder what El Santos is confronting at that moment. It could be a monster. It could be his beautiful Mandona woman telling him what to do. It could be that he's confronted by the zombies. One doesn't know, but Trino's ability to capture classic human expressions, it's without question we're dealing with a comic artist master. He's good. And there really is a lot of humanity in Trino's work, as well as a lot of great humor, but also some really silly puns. I love puns. Until when can people go and see the exhibit? So this cross-border collaboration of Trino's World will be on display at the Comic-Con Museum in Balboa Park through July 5th. The museum is closed Mondays, but it's open 10 to 5 on all other days.
I've been speaking with KPBS's Beth Accomando. Thanks, Beth, for joining me on the San Diego News Now podcast and talking about Trino's World. Thank you very much. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow to stay in the know on the top local stories. Plus, we're kicking off our series on multi-generational households. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.